What's good? It's your girl Angie Rose. I'm live with Rapzilla, and this is Pen Game 101. You heard? Uh, yeah. Check the pen game, check the pen game. Got your favorite rappers going insane. Then we run the gauntlet like the end game. So what you waiting for? Check the pen game. What's going on, everybody? It's Justin Sarachik, editor-in-chief of Rapzilla.com, and I am here with the Pen Game 101 crew. We have Elijah Matos, we have Cutright, and no, that is not Luke DiMarzio, who is not here today, but it is the return of the great Frederick Hicks. Luke was too good for us today, but Freddie was like, <laughs> I'm just good enough, so put me in coach. <laughs> so we're, we're here today, and we're going to have Angie Rose on here. She dropped her album, Unstoppable on January 15th. It's an incredible album. It's filled with Latin vibes. It's filled with hip hop. It's filled with the sounds of New York. And I know Angie pretty well. I know that she is a freestyle beast and she definitely has a lot to say on culture and different subjects. So hopefully she brings out her A game today. I know you will, Angie. So before we do that, of course, we're gonna hit it with the pen where we dive into the pen of the artist and we talk about their project. So we're going to lead it off with the first track. So the first track is Meet Me, Heaven on Earth. The album kicks off with this. It's really the perfect intro into what Angie Rose is about. The, the song's music video is required viewing in order to understand her story. The beginning features visuals of New York City. Then once the music starts, you're hit with the Latin vibes, the dancing, the boxing, the rhythm, the nuances of tapping out beats on the walls at crowded family get-togethers with the music blaring. And uh, Eli, I know you know what that's like as, as a Latino in the city. Ya so, tu sabes. <laughs> tu sabes. So what many non-Spanish speakers miss is the drops of Spanish intercut like those jabs and the punches you see in the video. The atuva as ver cielo en la tierra. I'm sorry, I, I'm really trying to learn Spanish with my babble. <laughs> something, which means something to the extent of you're going to see heaven on earth. Um, then she's showing us the party of being saved, which is further pushed by the interlude repeating, Seguime si sigo a Dios, or follow me if I follow God. So it's a great segue song for people looking for some hype. And then they get hit with the gospel once they're kind of sucked into that song and they hear the rest of the album. So that is Meet Me, Heaven on Earth. So the next joint is Angels, a.k.a. Selah, right? Now this joint bangs like West Coast rappers in the 90s, you know what I mean? Like the beat sounds super syncable. Like I can see this being used in a slow motion scene for the Charlie's Angels reboot. Like while they getting ready for the final battle after they found out that the final villain that blew up their headquarters is actually retired Angel Cameron Diaz. Boom, right? I need my- thinking about this. Drops, bro. Oh yeah, bro, I'm deep. I mean, I mean it, it, it came to me, it was like a vision. So tell Angie I need 7% when she get this sync, you know what I mean? Now, but this joint was full of wordplay and quotables from top to bottom. It said, God dropped the pin down and now I'm on a map. What? Said, and that was the first two bars of the record. Kicking the door, waving song 44. Brrr, you know what I mean? The hook was he too. And this was a very, very, very dope record. I got Not a Monster. I was originally confused by the title, but then once I listened to it, it made a lot more sense because um, the song was definitely energetic and there's a lot of elements of music going on within the same time now i don't want to get too deep and be like the beat you know wasn't necessarily a monster would be you had to just understand the beat like to understand the monster i'm not going to do all that it's dramatic but um what i will say is that the it gave it it, it bleeds motivation and the line you know i'm gonna dive in the valley in the valley excuse me of the shadow of death um hits a lot more different because usually people say they're walking and that's the bible verse of course but um, Angie Rose is implying and stating that she, you know, faces danger head on. And, you know, be like, yo, you crazy. You wild. You a monster for doing that. Like, yo, I'm not a monster. I just, you know, she has faith in God. Um, and the whole track feel of this track also coincides with the theme of being tough and enduring because the beat in itself was not necessarily gritty, but it was one of those beats that was like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, not the song to play patty cake over, you know. Next track is exposing an entirely different side of Angie's strength as an artist. 
It's not just the confidence that we saw in Meet Me and Fight and uh, Fight Like a Man, which she released way ahead of time, or uh, Angels or Not a Monster. No, no, no. There's an entirely different side of her strength, which we see in Pain Inside My Eyes through her vulnerability. So Angie's got really powerful lines here like, I ain't trying to be your pastor, man. I'm trying to be your friend. There's struggles that I'm mastering. I'll share them where I can. So there's really this sort of engagement with her vulnerability. It's not just meet me at the party. We're not just trying to have some fun. Let's also be real here. And let's have some real conversations. Uh, the most poignant line of the entire track is when Angie says, if I'm finna die, then I'm dying like the faithful. Look up to the sky, show God that I'm grateful. So there's a sort of visual parallel there to Angie willing, being willing to die for the gospel and also the moment when Jesus is on the cross and saying, uh, Father, I surrender my spirit. This idea of like, man, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna do it giving myself unto God. Behind the scenes, Justin also pointed out a sort of connection between the Columbine line and uh, the story of the two young girls who uh, were shot, who proclaimed Jesus until um, their passing. Uh, so we're gonna, probably going to get into that a little more later on once Angie's on the show. But um, ultimately, Angie's also just focusing in on this idea like nothing is going to take her away from the Father. Nothing is going to take away her faith. She is entirely committed to this thing, no matter how dangerous, no matter how painful the circumstances are. So the next song after that was Crying in a Jaguar. I really like the vulnerability in the record. I, most parents want better uh, than they have for their children. I heard her be shedding tears in that car was her finally reaching that place of financial stability that her parents would desire for her to be. I felt that for real. Um, also her switching it up and replacing the second verse with the audio of her sharing part of her testimony was heartfelt and refreshing. And as an artist, we can be so caught up in trying to show the power of our pen overlooking the power and the simplicity of us sharing our testimony. But that part alone made this one of my favorite songs on the project. I really messed with um, Unstoppable, also known as In Parentheses, Do It Again. Um, because the whole song is something that I originally thought was cheerful and joyful. Um, it kind of served as the opposite for Not A Monster because it is as if she just got out of the valley of death. And it's saying that she is unstoppable and that she will do it again. But after revisiting the song, and I realized that there were some underlying themes within it about where she's from not being in the best condition. And um, I did some more research thanks to Eli and I found out the kind of foundations that she had. It made me realize that her theme of being unstoppable is, you know, nothing is going to stop her from wanting to, the, from wanting to see the change that she wants to have happen in real life. So with what she wants to have happen in Puerto Rico and New York, even though that COVID's happened and the world is shut down and X, Y, Z, she's still going to do what she has to do because she's unstoppable and she'll do it again. I think you hit the nail right on the head um, as far as content, but musically, this joint was flames too. Like I honestly couldn't understand the first verse due to the language barrier, but that second verse, she went off. I mean, this was another one that I felt like could be used for film or television, straight montage feel, like the main character finally sees she's the beauty in herself. She took off her glasses, let her frumpy hair down, went down, hair did, went to the store, trying on outfits and she get all beautified and they walk down the street like that. You know what I'm saying? The vibrant energy of the record jumps out at you, transporting you to a rooftop somewhere where the water's blue, the sand is white, and the party never stops. Hey, now this record gave me Selena vibes, type J Lo too. You know what I mean, what speaks to the Swiss Army knife like adaptability that Angie possesses. You go, girl. I love what you guys said about Unstoppable, but let me let me remind you that there is one last track on this album. And seven gold chains. And this is your final reminder for this project that Angie Rose can still rap and she can still do it incredibly well. She also brings up this imagery of this, this transition from seven gold chains to seven gold rings. I think that's a really cool uh, symbolic reference to the idea of like the chains being the things that would bind you becoming the symbol of your authority, right? So if we think about the way rings are represented in the Bible, there's a signet, I don't know how to pronounce it, signet, signet, something like that. The point is that rings were often used to represent authority. So it's this idea of like, man, things that used to be uh, holding me back, that's exactly what's pointing me uh, as this sort of symbol of power now. She also has an insanely sick literary reference for all our book nerds out there to The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, which is all about the story of this young shepherd boy named Santiago, who he goes into the Sahara Desert in search of an incredible treasure. He meets all these people. I'm not gonna spoil it entirely for you, but 
he ends up finding it in exactly the place he started. So I'd love to ask Angie a little more about what elements of the novel inspired the project and uh, dive into some books with her too, not just the music. So all of that to say that is the Unstoppable Project, which what we didn't mention is Unstoppable is sort of this theme that Angie Rose goes through. She has her Unstoppable Foundation. Of course, she has Unstoppable the part one, basically, because the Unstoppable on this project is part two. So it's just this whole thematic element of her life that she has continued to exude, that she is unstoppable. Puerto Rico is unstoppable. The Bronx is unstoppable. New York City is unstoppable. Her God is unstoppable. Um, so it's it's this awesome theme. I, I wonder if we'll continue to get these unstoppable tracks throughout the course of Angie's career. I'm not sure, but now it is time to welcome Angie Rose to the Pen Game 101, and we're going to play some games. So here we go. Here's that fade, the famous fade. All right, everyone, so you just listened to the pen portion of Unstoppable. Well, now we have the actual artist in front of us, Angie Rose, and we are going to throw her to the wolves. She's going to play the game. She's going to answer the 101. Of course, Unstoppable has been out already since January 15th. And uh, we're going to learn a lot more. And first, before even any of that, before we get into the good stuff, Angie Rose, what's up? How you doing? How you feeling? <laughs> all go. is well. All is well. Feeling good. Feeling good. Grateful to be here. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that stands. Cut right. Uh oh. Okay, we about to see. We about to see. <laughs> Angie, I heard that you was one of the New York weekends sun like like a beacon, laying hands like a deacon on the weekend. So we bring you in too, the build a bar. Lion did, he said we was wolves, bro. I'm tired of you calling me wolf, bro. I'm a lion. Ow! Well, that's still, Wait. Anyway, <laughs> bro, don't correct me, Freddie. I'm in the middle of a build a bar. You know what I'm saying? All right, so Angie, so the way that this goes, I'm gonna give you a word. You got to give us some bars with the word. It could be two bars, four bars. I heard, you know, that you was a freestyle phenomenon, something like it, at least that's what LL told me, you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to, trying to find out what's Man. All right, are you ready? All right, all right, so the first word. I think so. The first word is chopped cheese. Ah, I'm from the boogie. You know we eating the chopped cheese. A little cold, you know I had to go stop freeze. Make it make sense? Do I keep on rhyming? Show them how I do it when I stay on time and I got a cadence in the flow. When I give it to God, I chop cheese on a roll and I give it to God. Even the homeless man, that could be his name. If I make it up, then I got to kill it insane. I got to spit it with flames. I got to do it. Insane. All right, I'm done. I don't know. Yo, the ladies been killing this joint, bro. All right, yo, something. All right, so juggernaut. Uh. They talking about the juggernaut. I'm a superhero, but I heard that you probably not. I got to do it how I do it. I give it up to the king. It's ironic how I'm single, but I kill it in the ring. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, okay, okay. Oh, that was good. That was good. Okay. <laughs> oh, hold God. up, hold up. <laughs> that that might have been, been one of one of the best lines we've had on this whole show. Right there. Uh, hey. I, I second all right, that. That was up there. That, that was, was crazy. Up Ooh. there. Okay. All right, all right. Cardi oh. B. Mm. I'm from the boogie, like my sister Cardi B. If we in the club, you can meet me at the party, see? I got a record, that's the name of the song. Let me show you how I do it, get them singing along. I could pull up on the block, let me spit it nonstop. I mean, that's the name of the project. Let me do it off top. I see what they're putting that like, like the subway people with the chain, change. I see you though. I get it don't get me hype, bro. Don't get me hype. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Right, yo. Captain Marvel. Mm. Captain Marvel, what a story to tell. I think this guy really knows his superheroes well. Maybe I could give him a little bit of a Pixar, send him out to Disney. I could show him with a Pixar. How I take the picture and they saying I'm a model. They said they got my pics in the group chaps. I got a problem with it. <laughs> Let me get my pics back. <laughs> Let me get the flips back. Let me show you how we do it when I got my ribs back. I don't eat meat right now. I'm on a diet. Show them how I do it when I'm in the ring and light it. I don't know. We talking talk? I guess I'm chucking chuck. If it's Captain Marvel, then I could be Mrs. Walk. 
I don't know. That was the end of that. That was this <laughs> fun, hey. Oh man, you were so you could have said like the whole thing. Like, you could have went she-hog. Here we Hulk. go, she-hog. I couldn't think yeah, of nothing. You know I don't saying? know why. I'm like, See, with the wordplay, like Diddy like, Way said, take you with the Pixar to show you where the Pixar. Yeah, that was nice. Show you some where the Pixar to it's yummy. Okay. Don't do that. And she's got a teleprompter in front of her. It's rolling on. All right, yo. Encyclopedia Britannica. Nah, just in Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Britannica would be crazy. Encyclopedia. I got the word. They got social media. Show you how I do it. I spit it like Wikipedia. Get up on the essence and lessons and flip them easier. Cause they be lying in the talk. They go through with the edit. Show you how I do it when I come and behead it. Like, you know, Johnny Baptist, I like to spit that line. So I can show them where they do it and I get them back rhymes. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, we might just have to end the show. Yo, this Hall of Fame status out here. Okay, okay. That's one. Since we from the X, we got to do it. Terra Squad. Oh, Terra Squad, that's the word? Terra oh. Squad is the word. All right. All right. Sorry, that's a, that's a thing. All right. All right. Shout out to Fat Joe. We talking to Terra Squad. I heard they was really afraid. That's the terror god. Wait, you get it? Je Jerry Lorenzo, fear of God. I came with the squad and I gave him the terror squad. It's the fear of God, because I got respect for my father. You want me to sing it in Spanish? I could sing it out like a lava. Keep mm -hmm. it easy, keep it short, player. Show you how I do it. I'm making up lines, but I promise I can influence. Terror squad, I pray they got the fear of God. Show them how they do it when I kill it with the terror squad. It don't make sense, but it make change, you feel me? Oh, yeah, see, you got to pull out that tarot card. That tarot yeah. Ooh, wow. That's right, yeah, that's right. Right there, you the tarot squad when I'm pulling that tarot card. Yo, just tuck that away. Just tuck that away. Yeah. Use that I later. Will, Use bro. that later. It's right here. I put it right here. <laughs> <laughs> so wait on. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, yo, you wow, been fantastic. You know what I'm saying? You in the Hall of Fame. Jim saying, dropping all the flame. Congratulations, salute to you, NG Rose. I see ain't no thorns on your stems. You did it. How you <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, now we were, we were, we were a little afraid. We're like, I don't know. Is, is Angie is Angie really up to date on her freestyle game? You know, She's it not. has. All right. This was fun though. This was fun though. You, so I got me, I'm about to go back. Oh, I'm so not have to. I felt crazy. My heart is like, I feel like I'm back in the block. Gotta get back on it. That was fun. I get them ciphers in front of the bodega. Yeah, you know I mean, taking the heads off, like, line them up I like the barbers. Oh, you want a little tape up? Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, nah, stop. Y'all got me feeling like I'm on the block. Chill, chill. It's Rapzilla. We we trying to get we we want that Angie from the block. Okay, that's the, then that's, we here. That's the Angie we want. With the one that you got, she just uh, Angie from the block. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh man, that was incredible. All right, man. So sorry, e Eli. Eli's gonna gonna bring down the mood a little bit, and he's got <laughs> he's got a, a trivia game for you. Let's let's uh -oh. see let's see what you know. We're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a cool down here, Angie. We know that you called yourself the Puerto Rican chick from the Bronx who loves Jesus and hip hop in that order on this project. So I had to ask you some questions about your homes, New York City and Puerto Rico. So when you're ready, I got 10 questions lined up for you. Sheesh. Do I have to like answer them really fast? You will get extra points if you do. I don't even know if we're doing a point <laughs> system, but you know what? If you do, sure. You Boom. Get, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just say like, extra yep. point. Yep, we'll just yep. throw it up. <laughs> All, right, All right. Boom. First question. Name five movies or TV shows that take place in New York City, but at least one has to be in the Bronx. Oh boy, I'm not good at this um, <laughs> at all. Wait, no, I don't know. Coming to America, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Marvel movies. I know they was in New York. They was fighting. It was like, mm -hmm. what was that? Uh, Avengers. Come on, where's the superhero man? Come on. Right. Girl, you got it, girl. You say you got it, oh, you yeah. got it. Keep on, right. keep on, keep on. How many? 
how many I got to do? Five? Five. Um, and one in the Bronx. One in the Bronx. Wait, Carlito's way, right? Yep. That's got to be the boogie, right? All right. Right? Carlito's way. Brigante's from the Bronx, right? All right. Yo, I'm not good at this. Two more. Um, What's that movie? Uh, Where Rico, Cameron was Rico. What's that movie? You can't tell me the name. All right, wait, wait. That's crazy. I'm not good at movies. All right, so that movie, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. All right. Um. (laughs) Oh my God, five. What's one more movie in New York? Uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, they was in New York. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you not say Bronx Tale? Bronx Tale. It's in the I'm embarrassing. I was. I'm sweating. I even got a Jackie Chan rubble in the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? What legendary DJ is often credited with starting rap music in the Bronx during the 1970s? The, the best one. <laughs> That's the best one. I don't know. DJ, um, dang, I don't know, bro. Right, I know they was on like 174, though. It's uh, DJ Cool Herc. Tough. In the Flash and the Furious Five, bro. I just- I'm gonna have to go watch some hip hop docs. To the cold crush, bro. They did it to the cold crush. All right, we'll, we'll move on to the next question. Let's see, let's see, let's see it. What is the nickname for the East Harlem neighborhood largely settled by Puerto Ricans? Oh, El Barrio, no? El Barrio. Yeah, okay. Okay. Number four, name three women of rap or women rap groups of any era from New York City. Three women rap groups from New York City? Three women um, rappers or women rap groups? Either one. Oh, okay. We got Lil' Kim, um, Sutton Pepper. We got um, Nikki. That's three. That's already three. You got it. Not Queen Latifah. You ain't throw Queen Latifah. Oh, I mean, I was just saying, I'm not good at trivia. If you knew how much I'm sweating right now, I'm like, oh, he gonna act like. So, <laughs> okay, cut, ahead, cut. He had Queen Latifah in there, and I had a feeling, I just had a feeling that that was wrong, so I looked it up. Queen Latifah was born in Newark. She would claim NYC oh, wow. anyway. That's what I told Justin. Yeah, that's all right. You could have said uh, you had Azalea Banks, um, Cardi B. Bro, why you yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna do that, bro? Like, don't put Azalea Remy Ma, on the list. Remy don't Ma, put Azalea Antoinette. Remy! Don't put that. Okay. MC, yeah. MC Light. You want to throw it back? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. This the one, fuck? even I didn't know before like a year ago. What is Soho short for? I have no idea. South of Houston Street. No, it's not. Apparently, I don't. That's crazy. I don't even want to know that. I thought it was cooler. <laughs> it's cool. Wow, South of Houston Street. South okay. of Houston. All right. Now we know. Houston. How it's a Houston? Is it? Is it? I'm gonna let you do. I'm not gonna say that. No, no, no. It's it looks like Houston. It looks like yeah. Houston, but it's pronounced Houston. No, that's that's how the train says it. If the train wild. says it, it's right. That's true. Houston okay. Street. All right. I it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. You know, <laughs> cultural differences. <laughs> Number six. Did salsa music emerge in Puerto Rico or New York? I heard New York, but my heart wants to say Puerto Rico. It's actually. But I heard New York. That's crazy. It's New York, but it was started. Yeah, we by- are fire. I'm saying. What? Greatest uh, city in the world. All right. We're going to switch to a little bit more about PR. Name three cities or towns in Puerto Rico. Manatí, Culebra, Aguadilla. Ah, easy. What is the name of the tiny frog native to PR? Coqui. El Coqui. Which indigenous tribe are Puerto Ricans descended from? Taino. That's it. All right, last question. What is the nickname of Puerto Ricans from New York? Boricua. Don't get me high, bro. I had New Yorkian listed, but Boricua, I'll, I'll take Boricua. Oh, you took Boricua. I see you, Cut. I see you. Right. Where, where, where are you now, Cut? You live in Charlotte? Yeah, man, but I was dead in the middle of Little Italy. Little, no, no, no. Little, 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 no dead Italy. <laughs> he's, he's from Charlotte, but but uh, he was born in Queens, so he, he, can, he can hold it. He can hold it down. <laughs> yeah, I love the vibe. All right, so our last game is the run it back game. Uh, Freddie is going to dive into some old Angie Rose lyrics, and you got to see if you can keep the song going. Okay. Oh boy. 
Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> working hard make them think I'm hardly working. Cause when you're digging deep, it means the come I mean, up, the is, come for up is for certain. Ah, ain't no vendetta in these metaphoric rhymes. I guess some trips around the world can really change your state of mind. I'm often caught up in a parable of words, but my mind be spitting ashes, so my mind is spitting verbs. I'm around many, but I'm known by a few. Flow is good in plenty, but these words so few. That's really cause I never play with fire. If my words is life and death, then I'ma use them to inspire. Ooh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fire. You got it. Obviously, the rest of hers. All right, that was wow. good. That was quick. Um, all right. The next one is. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get this. Get this quickly now. Oh yeah, it's a family affair. We go back like in my city with the coats I had coats to. Coats I had to vent. Oh yeah, unaware this was something to be grateful for. Grandma said, "Play the rice right and juice. Can't take no more." I'm good. I went out full. Yo, you know, no big deal. Thought I cursed on that ad lib. I just had to throw it in. It was really funny. But I said, "Grandma, I'm full." Ooh, la familia. Funny we look different, but somehow they so familiar. Please don't trip. If my brother is the target, guaranteed y'all miss. Cause I'm running a hundred. We got the love that they wanted. If I take a flick, if I get tagged, I'ma scream out, I'm not it. I'm not it. That's cause I'm, I'm still a it. child at heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're sitting in the sun, no taking shots in the dark. I don't remember the rest. I think I think that was that was good enough. Is that enough? Okay. Yeah, yeah. If if you were that good at making up words, I was pretty confident now that that you'd be able to know your own stuff. That's why I got my second. I was like, "Come on, man!" I was like, "No challenge, yo! You are legendary. You are legendary. We have had everybody struggle. You did that with ease. Like you pushed the elevator button right there. She ate that game, bro. That was crazy. Oh, that's funny. Oh, since since we did siblings by by Dill, he told me uh, a story about that. His fans, because since you're you have that New York accent, his fans were calling it the flicky song. Did he ever tell you that? No. Uh, the part when you say take a flick if I get tagged, for whatever reason, people didn't understand that and they thought said take oh, a flicky. Funny. Like something like <laughs> flicky flicky. And people would go up to him and be like, yo, that song flicky flicky's hot. Like who, you know, who's rapping there? And he's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh my God. Right? And then he really realized, funny. and then he realized that they were talking about you saying the take a flick part. Wow. That's funny. Wow. Take a flick is New York? I guess maybe the way you say it, the way you rap it. That's maybe, really funny. Maybe yeah, all, cool. I don't know. Flicky flicky. Take that flicky flicky. That sounds like a, a reggaeton song or something. A flicky flicky. Um, <laughs> right. All right. So man, that that was that was easy. That was a breeze. All right. So now now this part is all about you. We're going into the 101. We got questions. You have the answers. You are going to teach us. So Eli, you are up first with the first question. Angie, take us to school. All right, Angie. So within the Unstoppable EP and the singles leading up to it, you weave together aspects of pop, hip hop, and Latino music alongside your faith. So what was the process of merging all these elements together like? And, and did you find yourself wanting to lean into one facet of the creation process than the more than the other um <clears throat> to be honest this whole project was like a sancocho man uh we just that means like a mixed up stew like you just put everything up in there you knew that but you know um yeah we i met this producer named chris Liggio and yo we just vibed i went in the studio and he's just so eclectic and we just really started playing like kids and it was like okay some chords and then it was like he had some beats done or some drum patterns and yo we just let the moment and like i think me like my identity like it was this is the first project that i think that i was able to just be me like let everything out so there was no formula at all it just really worked out like that and kind of happy about it but yeah, I definitely, um, I always want to do a lot more Spanish, but I struggle with the language. But I mean, like, it's just, that's the music that touches my heart. Well, all of it, but yeah. That's awesome. Well, Angie, you also released a plethora of dope tracks in 2019 and 2020, like immediately after your Capital CMG signing. So you've got um, Fight Like, started off with Fight Like a Man, then Lie to Me, Infatuation, uh, Like Gold, and then What I Had With You. None of those songs made it onto the project, but they're all referenced in the title track, or at least most of them are. So was there ever a version of this project that was that actually included those songs? No, no. Um, all, so what, what happened was though those five songs were supposed to be one project. Um, and the name of that was supposed to be Love in the Garden. 
uh, which is why they're all like lovey dubby and cute except for by the man um but yeah no completely separate world uh, unstoppable was is complete that was five days in in the pandemic like that's why it sounds exactly like it sounds Okay, so seeing that Larice Records project, Sin Vergrenza, is most likely the first time many people heard Hispanic music before, what weight did that hold on you whenever you realized that you were selected? Um, I don't think I really pick up weights, you know, unless I'm going to the gym. I think um, I was just excited and grateful um, to be a part of it. I don't, I think if I'm honest, I don't often realize what's happening or what I'm doing until after. And then somebody's like, did you know that this is kind of what you were part of? I'm like, oh, no way. But yeah, man, like now thinking about it, that's, yeah, I didn't know, but I'm grateful. I'm so grateful, um, especially in Christian music to have that urban, like Latin flair. It's exciting to be a part of that. Angie, right, speaking of flair, growing up in the BX, how influential was the rise of Puerto Rican artists like Big Pun and Fat Joe to your hip hop journey? So influential. Um, like I was, Fat Joe, Fat Joe, like I was saying earlier, Fat Joe, Terror Squad, all of them, Big Pun. I remember seeing his face on the buildings. You know what I mean? Like we was driving down the highway and you could see Jealous Ones still envy. Like it's like, that was, you feel me? That was like that, it was huge. It, it was a face that looked like mine. He was light-skinned, but he still talked, he talked like my big brother. Like it's, those artists seeing them come up big, even Cardi, like seeing all of that happen has been the biggest inspiration because it's like, yo, I, I could do it. They sound like me, they talk like me, they walk like me, they even move their hands like me. We could do this. Like it, it was- but they ain't nice as you though. They ain't nah, nice as you. I mean, no, they spit us, they spit us. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember the pushback people had for last year's Super Bowl when you saw Shakira and, and J Lo perform. And I can't help, mm. you know, thinking about how mild your Meet Me music video is in comparison to that. Yet I still saw some comments from people who like can't necessarily separate culture and intention of what you're doing. Mm. Uh so you know, I saw some of those comments going back and forth. Do you have do you have any thoughts on that? Not too many, but I I, uh, I learned from it. I listened. Uh, and then I just, I still got to make a decision, right? And I think you you said it really well. Um, it's, it's, it is culture. It is identity. And, and there's just things that you kind of just, I think for me, um, they come with the territory. You know, I know that a Christian is not a blanketed term. And so I have to be okay with different beliefs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even within the word Christi Christian, we got the Protestant, we got the Catholic, we got the liberal, the, you know, the Pentecostal. And it's like, you just have to be okay with different perceptions because they're wearing different glasses and, and that's okay. And sometimes it's good, not all the time, often it's good to put on their glasses, see what they're seeing, understand them, and then say, okay, that's dope. I get why you think like that. I'll make some adjustments, but I still gotta move the way I gotta move. Yeah, next time you could just box in like a full like gown, right? Like oh, yeah, a full flowy one mm -hmm. one piece gown with your hair up. And that'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? No earrings and don't shave your legs because depending. No, I, it's just it's wild. It's hard out here, but it is what it is. Cool. Well, Angie, I wanted to ask about the uh, unstoppable theme that's been emerging from everything from your philanthropic foundation, your merge line, and your previous track from 2015. They're all built around this word and this theme unstoppable. So what's been inspiring uh, your focus on the idea of being unstoppable for all these years now? Mm. So I, I definitely had no idea what I was doing when I first said it. Um, it was just like, what's a better word than like legacy? Because that's what everybody says. That's really what happened. I was in the studio and I'm like, what's the hook? I'm a college kid and trying to figure out how to write raps and like all this stuff. Um, but over time, it just kind of has become an identity um, that I think a lot of people can wear. Um, I didn't even want to name this project Unstoppable. That wasn't the name. Uh, but the whole team was like, like, that's the thing. Like, that's your thing. And, and it's real. You need to embrace that. And I was like, OK. Um, so to be honest, as, as often as I've been putting out this stuff and saying it, it is me processing through the idea and the identity of it, too. Um, which is why the project it has this like triumphant name but if you really listen there's a lot of like sadness there's a lot of like struggle there's a lot of pain um but i think it's just 
it makes it truer. It makes it more honest. And that's what unstoppable is. There, everything in the world is trying to make you stop. And yet you just keep hitting, you know? Um, yeah, I didn't know, but I'm grateful. Awesome. Well, as a follow-up question, I did want to ask a little bit about the Unstoppable Foundation because I know that you guys have done incredible work in PR and the Bronx, uh, but it seems like it might've been paused just a little bit because of COVID. So what does the work of the Unstoppable Foundation look like in a post-COVID world? Yeah, it's so weird. Um, it's, it's sad for me often. Like we had to close our after school. Uh, we miss our kids. But um, it's, it's taking on a whole new life. Like everything, what's amazing is everything that we learned in Puerto Rico and the reason why this foundation really became a thing is now what we use here. So like, thank God we didn't really have to stop. We just had to pivot. Um, and what I'm grateful for is that I've always prayed to not be toxic to not be the type of like person that's like, oh yeah, just give whatever you want to give. It's like, no, what do people need? Um, and so for the first time in my city, we saw hunger, not for the, on a mass scale like that. Not like, I've never seen that. I've never seen that many families come out for a food pantry. I've never seen. And so it was like, yo, that's the new pivot. That's the new turn. Let's teach financial literacy. Let's get foods in their, food in their hands. Let's uh, show them the programs that they have access to. Let's just be, um, human um so that's kind of what we've pivoted into it's a lot less traction but um we're also still getting a lot of calls the other day we were able to deliver over 100 boxes of food um in saint mary's church in the south bronx uh so it's cool it's, it's different and we're still helping thank god oh, that's, that's super dope that's super dope because uh, congratulations to all your work you're doing out there um that is good we'll talk all the time all the time um, speaking of which, on crying in a Jaguar, you took a break from giving listeners bars and instead gave us a peek into your testimony dealing with your past struggles and behaviors. With mm -hmm. mental health being a big conversation piece these days, how important is it for you to be transparent when sharing those stories? And do you feel like the church is moving in the right direction in relation to those who wrestle with their mental health? I think the church is always trying to move in the right direction. I can never ever say whether they are or not um but transparency um I think the pandemic has really made it for me made it so that I realized how important that was the whole time um mental health is huge I've had my struggles I have my struggles Men mental health is hard um fighting depression fighting anxiety fighting fears fighting worries um, and I think we do a disservice if all we do is preach the good and preach the strength and preach the like when the word says that it's the weakness that showcases his strength. Um, and so for me, that's, that's the privilege. I get to be weak um, because I, I, I didn't know that I could be that. And I think this pandemic and everything that this year and the last, you know, over a year at this point has taught me is that, yo, I can be weak. Like that's amazing because God is the one that's strong. So I'm I'm just having more fun with with telling people the truth so that they know. Like this girl that talks about unstoppable all the time and says all these things was crying in the car. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's real. Yeah, I like that. That was beautiful. I wanted to ask, and this was actually we one of our regular guys is Luke. Freddie's filling in for him, so I want to give Luke credit for this question. Um, I wanted to ask you about the, the hook of pain inside my eyes, particularly, you know, that line, screaming bloody murder, Columbine. Like, obviously, we didn't do any shows in 2020, but this isn't necessarily a line that you'd be at a show and, you know, the whole crowd is, is chanting that in, mm -hmm. in, you know, as, as a chorus. So if I could, like, peel that back a little bit, is this chorus an allusion to what happened at Columbine, like Cassie Bernal, Rachel Scott, you know, who were murdered for like, their faith? Then you have that bridge part, you know, if I'm going to die, you know, and you have all of that going on. Is that sort of like a call to that? Yeah, all of it. It's all of it. Um, if I'm honest, though, I think that song was is, is dripping in pain, right? Which is why we just put the title um, what it was. Um, I just, I thought of, you know, one of the most horrible things that, we had experienced um and there's so many there's so many but it was just one of those and I wanted to explain the truth of that level of pain I think 
if I'm honest, I was talking about suicide. I was talking about the thing, the real battles that people are dealing with and how likened that is to those situations. The, the pain that people are enduring in their room, the pain that people are enduring in their homes and the pain of the people that survived that attack, like, right, the parents that are left behind, the families. The, um, yeah. I just wasn't afraid to, to hit it on the head. <laughs> the label was, but I wasn't. Angie, uh, I was the downer before when I transitioned us away from uh, Build a Bar into Trivia, but now I'm going to bring us right back up because you have a really cool allusion, a literary reference on Seven Gold Chains to Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist that I don't think everyone was going to get. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about what the influence was of The Alchemist in creating this project? Like, what were there any themes or specific moments from the book that inspired the creation of the project? That book is one of my favorite books, like hands down, which is amazing. Um, yeah, the whole the whole the whole project can sit in the alchemist, I think. Like I think it would have been in his headphones. Like, bro was like, I gotta keep moving. Like, um, yes, man, like seeing Melchizedek, like that. all right, yeah, let me not geek out about the book itself. Um, let me get back to the question. I really love that book. I talk about it a lot. Yeah, no, um, the, yeah. The whole Joseph to me was, I think that all, a lot of us are um, alchemists in a sense. And I think we we even discount what that word means and what his journey was. And, and for me, I just wanted to get that story straight through. Like, it's gonna be hard. You're gonna go through failings. You're gonna like, it's like, just read the book. That was my hope is like, yo, read the book, read about Joseph, read about everybody that's been through all these things, right? Like read about the jewelry that we have access to is kind of what that was about too. Seven gold chains was like supposed to be just dropping gems. Like, yo, this is a fact, this is a fact, this is a fact, go check this. You you, you don't got faith here, read this, go talk about this. Like, ah, ah, so yeah, I hope that answered it. I got like tangent. Like before the pandemic, you mentioned on the album, you were supposed to be on a list, a specific list, a list of persons on People Magazine how did that opportunity come about and what was the list gonna be? Now we had to make, we did make the list. Oh, um, you did make the list? I, I did, I was number nine on the Selena magazine. It was lit. I like saw myself in the airport. I was really tripping, it was fun. That happened. Um, And then the world was like, bye. It was like, oh, like we had shows. I had Sunfest. I was supposed to open up for Sean Paul and Honest. I had- Wow. Like, man, it was supposed to be a boogie. Like it was supposed to be a whole, like the year was going up. Um. But yo, humbly, humbly, humble. I'm grateful, I, and it's hard to even say that, but I, but I, but it's true. I'm grateful because I, I, I think that you know the the path and the trajectory was just gonna lean me a little too far, um, and I'm grateful that God was like, yeah, let's just cut all this and like, do you know who you are anymore, baby girl? Okay, yeah, so, I think I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. I, I just want to say like I think that it's it's dope. Like even even in that for before everything getting cut off and, and God like God showing you hey you know the world sees the value that I already placed inside of you. I don't want you to lose regardless of any of this going away. He lets you see that. Say hey, the mm. ready to celebrate what I planted inside of you. And now even in the world is shutting down, I'm using that as fuel in this season for you to keep elevating. You know what I'm saying? I receive that. Thank you. Your track Angels originally had the Ready or Not sample in it from the Fugees. And now when I hear it, I can't unhear it from I that know. first version that you that you sent me. So was it as simple as as not being able to to clear the sample or was it, you know, was it something else? No, it was that simple. It was, it was, and it was, it was like timing too. We were getting to speak to them and it was difficult. And the deadlines hit, all the masters were in, and everybody was like. What you gonna do? And I was like, we're gonna get the project out. And yeah, it was it was that simple, unfortunately. But I, I, I got plans. I got plans. I, I remember you texting me, you're like, I'm sending you a new link, but the only thing that's different is the the samples out from Angels. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> nah, I, I cried. I don't care. I cried. I was like, no, I cried. Cause the first line, I wanted to get back in the studio. I'm like, no, because this is not the song that made me want to rap, and I'm That's not. Eli, <laughs> Eli picked up on that, yeah. When Justin like, told us that the sample didn't clear, I was so mad. For, for I've been talking about it the entire weekend. I'm mad for you. I'm sorry. Thank you, man. And Thank I, you. I went back to try to find those, the SoundCloud links that you sent me that had it, and because uh, Cutright was like, well, share it. And I was like, it was on SoundCloud, but they were, you know, deleted. You took it down, yeah, obviously. 
I'm a considerably new fan. I've known about you. I heard about you. And um, today I took a deep dive in your music. But I have a more um, general question. So you have like a pretty solid platform, um, you know, regular engagement and stuff on social media and on Instagram. So when that became a reality for you, what was your reaction like? How does it affect the way that you move through the social media lens? I still don't even think that it's a reality. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to do this world. This world is just like, I just, I'm just out here living, posting flicks, saying what I got to say and grateful when I get like DMs or comments or even emails or letters. I've gotten letters from some fans. Like that's just, it's, it's just dope to me. But what's crazy though is like, <clears throat> and I hope this answers the question, like, the perception is different depending where I'm sitting. Mm -hmm. So like, if I'm like in my church or I'm like with a bunch of friends from like that are local, they're like, oh my God, like you got 30,000 people. Oh my God. But like, if you're sitting in a real meeting with like all these brands or whatever, they're like, mm, 30,000, what's up? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's all perspective. And, and I, I'm praying that this is true, but I'm praying to like, just like, like not that I'm not grateful for it, the people I'm praying to just be for the people to see the individual over the big number no most definitely um that makes sense because I think I heard I think it was either one of your older songs or it was newer but you said something like this ain't social media so I can already like understand the approach that you have to those kinds of things and making sure that you're not like immersed so for sure you told me that this was the album you had to make to then go and make this next album that's coming. Mm. Could you could you explain that? Or am I making that up? Like, did you tell me that? No, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, this, like I said, this album kind of showed me the diversity, but like the, what I found fun about this project was it showed me that I could go, you know, all these places. I could do the pop vibe, I could do the Latin. But it, what I love is that it showed me my, like, my cadence. It showed me that frequency line that's like, yeah, you could do all these things, but like, you will never, this is your, your norm. And so now I'm excited to be like, okay, boom, I know that I'm always going to have these certain qualities. Um, and so I'm excited to keep kind of finessing and sharpening. Like, I feel like I know what I'm making. Like, I think before it was like a, a big old brick of clay and it's like, all right, chop this side. What is it now? All right, this. And now it's finally like, oh, this is turning into like a whole sculpture. Oh, okay, boom. So now it's like more precision, more identity, more confidence. Um, yeah. Even the new stuff that we're like just demoing is like fun for me. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this really, that's what I wanted to say. That's exactly how I wanted to say it. And that doesn't always happen. Like, as a writer, you're kind of like, huh, I don't know, said it. And now I'm like, I said that. The last thing would be, is there anything that you want to say or add about what you're doing, the project, anything that we didn't get to? Definitely excited about new things in the work, but um, I got some features. I got some friends that I've been, and you, you know, I don't really have a lot of features or haven't done a lot of that. So I'm dumb hype because the email literally just came in today. Um, the, the people that I wanted are on, so we're definitely prepping to drop some fun. The truth is stay unstoppable. Remember that that's a decision, not just a thing that happens. Um, love love and emotion, but it's also a choice. So is the identity and the belief um, that you're unstoppable. Some days you'll feel it and other days you'll just have to be it. That was Angie Rose. Angie Rose run the gauntlet of games. She run the gauntlet of the 101 questions. She slayed everything in her path. She was like a conquistador that just destroyed Pen Game 101. Uh, thank you so much. Unstoppable is out now. You should check it out. She's got a whole bunch of other great stuff coming. Angie Rose, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Wait, no, stop, stop, oh, stop. Okay. I thought of something. Okay. Of something. Right. Angie, let me ask you a question, Angie. <laughs> yes, right. sir. When they pay you your chicken, when they pay you your chicken, Angie, is it a rose compoyo? What? When, when they, they pay me my chicken, Angie, it's not. Nice, is it chicken, considered no. a rose? Because your name is Angie Rose. A rose. A chicken. A rose. Oh, my. Oh, you, did you get that the first song? Wow. You got bars, dog. Yeah. I'm putting that in the song. I'm not going to you a point. I got it because yeah. he does this every episode. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait. And I keep, I keep forgetting like, to like. 
I keep forgetting to write it in like the inevitable joke before every say the goodbye. The inevitable joke. That is wonderful. Angie, we'll we'll Thank let you go. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Bless you. Peace. You too. Peace. All right, yeah. Bye. All right. That was Angie Rose, who absolutely came on here and she took no prisoners. She absolutely killed Pen Game 101. Um, fellas, I'm gonna kick it around to you guys. Let me know, let me know your thoughts on, on this episode. Man, Angie Rose is such an incredible rapper, such an incredible artist, such an incredible philanthropist. That Puerto Rican chick from the Bronx who loves Jesus and hip hop has by far demolished the expectations of this Puerto Rican dude from Brooklyn who loves Jesus and hip hop. So really uh, honored that she came on with us and really excited to see what she's, gonna, ooh, what she's got going on next. Well, as a Queens brother who loves Jesus and hip hop, yeah, you know I mean, since we out here repping burrows and stuff out here, yeah, you know I mean, I felt like that Bronx sister who loves Jesus and hip hop most definitely came and did her thing, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, the energy, the life, the, the vibrancy, I mean, it was cool, and it, it felt like a conversation. I think this might be, might be one of the best episodes we've had. Oh, ooh, I think so. I think so. Mm. Like you heard me say in the um, episode, like I'm new, but a fairly new fan. So, you know, diving in her music today, I was already blown away. Then with her character, her energy that she brought, um, and the way that she navigated through like freestyling, that just that was wild. Um, so like I'll show you where the picks are like that was that was insane people don't really do word flips and freestyles because people can't think that critically sometimes so um that was that was great I really was just messing with that overall great episode so and that'll do it from the pen game 101 crew we had Eli we had cut right we had Freddie making his second appearance uh when was your last time you were here you were at Hovey yeah it was like and, October, uh, man. and uh much much love to Luke, who thought that uh, whatever he was doing was actually better than what we were doing here. But he missed. He missed. Right really, there, he you missed, let me down. He was wrong. He missed a really good episode. But uh, guys, girls, everyone watching, thank you so much for tuning in. Let's see if our three-peat of women in CHH is over. Wande, AI, Angie Rose, who will we have next? I don't know, but be sure to tune in next time. Peace.